This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to this special edition of Rockcast. I'm Emily Foreman, and we are here with a very special guest today. Lori Yoakum and I are happy to welcome Brian Davis to our offices here in Phoenix, in Sun City, um, where he's going to tell us all about his rock journey. Welcome, Brian. Thank you. So let me make sure I get this right. You're with One and All Church, and you are the Digital Communications Director. You're very present on uh, the chat channel, so some people may have run across you there at many rock events, but we're so happy to have you here telling us about your rock story yourself. So first, tell us a little bit about One and All Church. Where, uh, Where is it located? and um, just how how you are working with rock there. Yeah, we are just outside uh, LA. We're down in Southern California. Um, and we've been running rock there for about four years. Um, and uh, it has been amazing for us to get it up and running before the pandemic and then have it as a resource through the whole thing. Um, it has allowed us to do a whole lot of things we didn't even know were possible before we got into rock. So you say we, and I know you have a great team there. What is your specific role and how do you interact with Rock there? Um, I oversee the team that does um, everything Rock related. So our mobile app, our website, um, work on the emails and all that kind of stuff there. But we also have uh, a couple of great um staff members, uh, Randy, who um, does a lot of the coding there. He's our IT guy, but he spends a lot of time uh, building out most of the things in Rock. Most of the time when people say, wow, you built that in Rock. It's like, no, Randy does almost everything. <laughs> um, and then uh, Audrey um, does a lot of the work working with ministries on training, and uh, she makes sure everything keeps moving. Very good. Um when were you first aware of rock? Did you hear about it before uh, you were at One and All, or did you learn about it while you were at the church? I learned about it while we were there. So we had hopped around between a couple different um, church databases, and we knew the one we were at the, in at the time was not working about four years ago. We just kind of kept on hitting roadblocks, and we were finding clever ways around them, but we realized we were spending more time climbing around roadblocks than actually Hmm. getting things done. And so we started looking around for something that was more flexible, something we have a little bit more control over. um, And we found rock. And at first it was a little intimidating because we're like, okay, now we've got all the control. Do we really feel like we can, we can manage this or are we just going to break it? Um, (laughs) And uh, we, it wasn't until we went to the uh, rock conference where we saw like, okay, there is a lot of power here. Uh, but there's a community here to help us guide that, and we can we can make through it. We can we can figure it out, and uh, we took it on bit by bit, and now we are where we are now. Which I never thought we would get as deep into it as we have, but it's just been an, a very gradual process. Well, that's really interesting when you say you didn't think you'd get as deep in as you are now. What types of features did you launch with? How did you envision using it at first? We started with we. Our goal was just basically. Let's let's start where we were with our last database. So let's get the basics down. Um, 
I guess one of the, the good and the bad things is because our last database wasn't really up to what we needed to, we weren't, we weren't utilizing a lot. So when we started off, we were just trying to get the, um, let's get check-in done. Let's get the financial systems up and going. Um, let's make sure community groups are working. So those kind of were kind of our main pieces. Um, and then from there on, we started building out uh, the workflows and some more customization, um, eventually switched our website over um, and then our mobile app, but now we're kind of dreaming towards the future as what, what else we want to do. And what made you decide that it was Rock? You said you were on a journey of trying to figure out what was next. How did Rock um, become the decision? There were a lot of options, and four years ago would have been uh, 2018. So the feature set that Rock had was distinctly different than it is today. When we were looking at the different systems out there, our main goal was to kind of gain some independence in what we wanted to do uh, or what we could do. And so one of the things that really appealed to us in Rock was um, the fact that we were going to own the database. We were mm -hmm. going to own what it was running on. And that was a little scary at first, but we knew with that came a lot of independence. Um, we weren't going to be going um, to our database company saying, please, 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 can you build this mm. for us? Um, there were still going to be things we wanted to add and things that the Rock team or a, or another provider could help us with. But at the end of the day, if we really wanted something, it could be done either by us or someone um, we worked with. We weren't going to have our hands tied. So I think that was one of the main advantages. And then once we got into it, we saw just the amount of features that were available mm -hmm. from the very beginning. Um we really didn't have to add that much to it. And what we did have to add or what we wanted to add was doable, um, relatively doable within what we already knew. And then we were just able to learn more and more. So as you've attended the Rock um, conference and you've seen all of the features that are coming into Rock, um, and you just said that you were dreaming about what you're going to do with it in the future. Can you give us a peek at what you're thinking? Some of those ideas? Yeah, I think... One of the things that's really excited me from the very beginning has been the idea of adding more and more personalization mm -hmm. so that the person who's on the website or on the mobile app or even receiving an email gets something that's really tailored to who they are, what their journey is, and can really provide some very concise action points. Um, a lot of times we spend time trying to figure out What's the message we can send out to everyone to try and get them to attend this thing or join this community group? But if we can start tailoring down to what's the exact message that's going to appeal to this person or this demographic, this set of people, um, and make sure we're providing those very clear action points, um, I'm excited to see kind of that process take hold. And we've started a little bit of that with our mobile app, um, providing a lot of personalized content there. Um, and it's provided an opportunity for us to kind of get that footing mm. in there. It's like, okay, let's get these these action points in there, and then let's start building those out. So um, where we're planning to go next is start adding it to our website and our emails, build out what we're doing in the mobile app. And then um, as we were working on it, Rock started coming out with their own personalization features. So now we're going back going like, okay, now we have this whole new, new tool set of features. How do we tie that in? Where do those line up? Um, I'm really excited to get those going um, as well. That's exciting. And you're right. We're right in alignment from a core perspective, and that's what we're leaning into. And that's where we see ministry moving and, and being critically called to. So it's really fun to do that in the trenches with churches, which is one of the reasons that you're here visiting us today is to kind of share some ideas on those fronts and, and work together and collaborate. 
Yeah, it's been neat to see as our leadership has seen what that personalization looks like, their eyes light up. Um, and it went from the mobile app where that's where we really have that logged in experience. The mobile app being yet another place to find things to now they're leaning more towards like, oh, this is a unique experience that we can really drive people into saying, go to your mobile app, you will find your next steps to get involved here at One and All to grow closer to Christ. And as we start building out, as they get more, the leaders get, gets more confidence in that, they're starting to see like, okay, a lot of what we need to be doing is driving people that way mm -hmm. into that mobile app um, where they can then connect to whatever that next thing is. You know, that's a great point. You mentioned that your leadership is getting excited because they can see it. And a lot of times we will dream these whole big dreams of things we can do and we want to get all the resourcing, all the options, all the planning, everything in place, when what we might need to look for is an iterative win so that we can create the vision for someone that doesn't have the background context that we might just find uh, already sitting in our heads. And it's hard to share until there's something tangible in front of you. So uh, that's a really great point. Yep. Trying to get that that process. We've we're excited where we are now. We're seeing where we can go to the future and then just slowly adding things in. And we've got an amazing leadership that's on board with this entire process, but also has been great about kind of helping us to direct as well, knowing like, okay, this is what's coming for the church as a whole. And then we can kind of pivot towards, okay, how do we make sure that ties in well? If we have some events coming up or they're great about coming up with ideas, ways to add new content to the app that's maybe not directly tied towards um, like the discipleship process, but we did our Christmas tree lighting a couple nights ago and we put the song lyrics in the app. That wasn't like a huge, like, you know, discipleship element, yeah. but it solved a small problem of getting those song lyrics mm -hmm. in people's hands when they're outdoors and we didn't have a projector set up. And it helped people open up the app, see what was there and next to the song lyrics, they have their action points of getting involved in a community group or signing up to serve at the Christmas Eve services. So we're trying to find all those even little wins that help to drive people back towards them. I was going to say, that sounds perfect. We talk to a lot of churches all the time that are solving needs in, with their digital tools, but people don't know they're solved. So how do you get the people to the tools so that they can start interacting with the things that benefit their spiritual journey individually and in a personalized way? And so that that's a really great option. I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, there's some of the stuff we're doing is trying to get um, daily devotionals in there. So we've got a great set of pastors who come in and record a daily devotional. Um, and we are, we're good about getting those updated. Um, those elements can then be tied back into the personalized content. Um, we also have been tying our sermons into the personalized content. So oh. let's say the pastor comes and speaks about um, serving. We'll make sure to, to align that content. So when someone goes to view that sermon or view the sermon notes about sermon serving, they're going to see that those action points of here's the ways you can follow up. So it's all about taking these elements and really reusing them in as many ways as possible so that that content that they initially see in the mobile app kind of gets refiltered and recycled back around as many times as possible. So Because that's what it takes sometimes, mm -hmm. a reminder like, oh, yes, I've seen this four times. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, we call it seven times. You yeah. need to see it seven times before you know you've been told something. So that's brilliant way to use that.
Yep, definitely. So you're talking strategy. You're not just talking tools and you're not just talking content or personalization. There's a, a key strategic element and getting all those things aligned takes time. So sometimes we'll talk with churches that are frustrated because they seem stuck at one of those hurdles. Um, so it, it just, it's important to know that they take time. And I think that's where the quick wins really help with that because it's easier to get alignment with the the leadership and the resourcing and the things you need if people can start to understand where you're driving. Yep, and just start moving. I spent the longest time <clears throat> trying to figure out what was the structure and all the elements we mm -hmm. wanted to get this thing going. And eventually I just had to start saying, okay, just build something. Even if yes. half of it's wrong today, I'll fix the other half tomorrow. And at least we can start that iterative process. And even now, I'm going back and looking at some things like, okay, I would have done that differently. And we're two months into it, three months into it. Okay, we can always go back and fix things and sure. tweak things. The content, the system is still relatively new. So there's not a whole lot of stuff I got to go fix. Um, let's just keep this thing moving. Yeah, keep that momentum going. How often have you ever seen a system that never needed to be <laughs> tweaked or updated? So you could totally get paralyzed in the planning up front. You should just go to market at some point. Yeah, and in some ways, the fact that you have to keep tweaking it means it's a good system. If a system doesn't That's need to right. be tweaked and improved, it probably wasn't ever being used, so nobody's right. on board with it. No one cares. So I kind of look forward to that in some way. When someone comes to me and says, actually, it needs to be doing this, you're like, you're right. That's a better way to do it. Let's. That means people are responding for, to it and seeing it's, it's at least moving us in the right direction. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of a reflection of just the whole core process in general. Um, uh, features imagined on the core side, right, on the product team, and they finally have to go to market with it because they can't make it everything it could ever be. It has to be something today. And then churches come back and say, yes, but I could use it this way and I'd like to do that. And that's where the magic really happens is taking the tools and the ministry moments and weaving those together to create something really unique. And that is iterative. Yeah. So Brian, this year, One and All submitted and won an award at the conference um, for a rock ministry innovation. That was the Gold Circle Award. It was community judged and community awarded. Really exciting thing to be a part of. The first uh, award ceremony ever for those awards. And you did get a gold uh, record to hang on your wall, right? I you did. got that. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the feature or the tool that you built that won that award. Yeah. Um, first off, I want to, this is another one of those elements that Randy did 90% of the work on, and I'm grateful to be here to take all the credit. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Randy. Yeah, great job, Randy. Um, it was originally a project that um, that other section of it, the work was the idea from our guest relations team or guest, um, guest team that they wanted to have a way to follow up with people who showed up on the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, and on its face, you can do that a lot of different ways. You could set up you know, an automatic email that goes out. But we wanted it to be a little bit easier to edit than that. We wanted to be able to change it relatively quickly. And we wanted it to be something where it was more or less a kind of a set it and forget it on our side mm -hmm. so that we could set up a whole drip campaign system and then the ministry could go in and tweak the wording week by week if they wanted to um, add new things that happened. So the core of the concept was that um, someone could basically join this group or join this process and then um, through the span of a number of days or weeks or even months, um, automated things would happen. Um, some of those would be emails sent out, mm -hmm. text messages sent, sent out, or a connection request would be created. And that covered a lot of our use cases. And essentially each one of those things is a content channel item 
that someone can go in and add content into. And when put in the right place, in the right order, um, we have some background processes that happen that go and check and see basically uh, which people should receive um, each one of those things each day. Um, one of the exciting things about it was it really did take that process of um, that follow-up and hand it back over to the ministries so that they could do their best work. Mm -hmm. So some of it is sending out an email, which is somewhat personalized. We personalized the email, but some of it was sending a text message from one of our um, assigned text message numbers, which started a conversation in most cases, um, or just asked people, hey, how can I pray for you? It was an opportunity to get that interaction going with the, the pastor uh, for that campus. And then uh, the connections, a lot of the connections we set up were just a, basically a way to ping the pastor to say, hey, give this person a call. Call their phone number. Even if you just left a message, that's probably above and beyond what they would mm -hmm. have possibly imagined we were going to do. Um, let make that connection and make them feel known. So it's really handed over that to our pastors, and they've done an amazing job with it. It, it allows them to know who's coming in, follow up with them, and we've been really excited. So the same system, we've been able to use it for a couple different things, for follow-ups, for baptisms, and all kinds of other things. Um, and it, it is one of those systems, which I guess this is in some ways a good thing. We were able to set it and kind of forget it. <laughs> they, they, the ministries have been able to work with it and iterate on it almost on their own. Um, and now we are coming back with going, okay, what, what are the bells and whistles we yes. wanted from the very beginning? <clears throat> Well, and nobody's falling through the cracks when they come through your front door. Right. Yep. We know everybody's at least going to get a text message, at least going to get a phone call, at least going to get an email. And then that is kind of the starting point for them. Um, some of the stuff we would, I would love to do is tie that back into our personalization system mm -hmm. then. So rather than, than them just getting, you know, our welcome to one and all, they get something that is, hey, welcome to one and all. We see that you have... Um, young kids, or we see that you're in this phase of life, here's the opportunities for you to get plugged in. So, Something for next week, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for next week. <laughs> and if someone does want more information on the details of that, there is a presentation from Rx on the subscription that Randy gave. Yep, yep. So you'll hear it directly from Randy's mouth, right? Yep. If someone wants to know more about it. Yep. And how do you pronounce his last name oh, so sorry. when they look it up? Uh, Alfrecht, Randy Alfrecht. Okay. All right, now I'm going to ask you a personal question um, about using rock because I love the stories where um, the ministry stories that you get to capture. And um, there's a lot of things that happen in a church that those are the stories that you're telling on a Sunday morning. At rock, we're looking for those same stories. How did rock help you in your ministry or a ministry in your church um, do something? What is one of those stories you can share with us? Yeah, I think one of the ones that's kind of near and dear to my heart was a project we worked on. Um, it was one of the ones that the kids department came to us with. Um, they do a great job of uh, providing content out for their uh, the students and then to the parents. And so we've set up some content channels for them to be able to upload that on a weekly basis. But they wanted to take it to the next step. They wanted, after someone checked in, they wanted... Um, the parent to get a text message and tell that parent about what the child had learned and just provide some follow-up questions for the drive home. Um, we provide, you know, handouts to the parents, but there's always that kind of la lag of, is the parent going to follow up? Yeah. Are they going to remember? And I'm guilty of that. I've got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And how many times do I take that piece of paper and put it in my wall? in my back pocket and forget about it. Um, and so it has been heartwarming for me after we got that system set up. Um, the kids team has been able to 
continue to add content to it for different age ranges, for different stages of life. So that as a parent, I get a text message on the drive home saying, my little one learned this and my older one learned that. And here's the conversations you can start. And it's heartwarming every time. Uh, one of the roadblocks we ran into as we were kind of brainstorming, what do we do? Was one of the age groups of kids are nursery age kids. Oh, sure. And, you know, we're the time that the kids team is spending with them is very intentional and they pray for them, but they're not like teaching them <laughs> right. <their> babies. <laughs> um, and so we were trying, what do we, what do we do for those parents? Um, and so one of the ways we pivoted was for that age range, um, we set up just like a, a range of like 20 to 30 different messages, essentially just encouraging the parent mm. for you did something big today. You got up, you got your kid to church, you invested in yourself that was the best investment you could have made in your in your in your um, nursery age kids' life, and that was like that took that whole thing of like oh, cool. the original goal of this and going wow that's a whole nother that's a whole nother element that we hadn't even thought about going into it and maybe one of the most important elements yes um, is helping to enrich those parents so it's really exciting when I get those text messages and know like that's going on not just for me that I get to pour that into my kids but that it's going on for the other parents too. Well, you are speaking straight to my heart as a parent and also as a former children's pastor. Those are beautiful ways to connect parents to what was happening while they were away from their kids, but also to support them. What a what a wonderful idea. Absolutely. Well, Brian, we just love the contributions that you make to the community. Um, the one and all is known for kind of selflessly sharing ideas with people and for interacting in a lot of ways. And, and we're thrilled to be able to partner with you um, in some collaborations today and that you could join us for this podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to talk with us and to share your thoughts with the community today. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thanks. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.